Hello. Hi, Will. Hi, Hi Des. Hello. Yo. Hey. 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 Hello. Hey, man. How are you? Yo. All right, man. Well, I love your, I love your wallpaper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can, uh? So Let's do it. All right. Okay. Okay, you kept ready, yeah? Yeah. Three, two, one. Okay, welcome to another exciting episode of Lion City Rock. My name is Chris, and I'm with Kevin Matthews, who has failed to announce himself again. Well, I leave it to you, <laughs> la, you. I always told you you do the heavy lifting, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I just true. Just show my pretty face, and <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we're here today um, because we're we're talking to probably one of the biggest names in local music. If any of you people out there have heard. Uh, Singapore pop music, you probably would have heard of this band. They were formed in 1996. And they had their first album uh, called uh, So Much More Inside in 2004. Um, it had hits like I Want You and Run Away. It also won like a couple of awards. Um, and then they released a second album called Hip City back in 2006 with hits like Love and New Wave and Hello. Yeah, they win more awards, you know, then they go on tour, they do a whole bunch of shows in Singapore, Thailand, um, Philippines, uh, South by Southwest in the US. And then they come back with a third album called We Satellites. And after that, they do this, probably the, the most famous song that everybody in the whole country has heard called What Do You See? It was used in the NDP. <laughs> and uh, after that, they go on a, a, a tour of Australia, they come back, and then they decide to go on a hiatus. Well, for whatever we reason, we'll find for whatever reason we'll find out later. We'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> they do they do do a couple of gigs here and there, including Rock the Sub. And uh, you know, but now they're back with a whole bunch of uh, new music as well as uh, reimaginings of older songs. So let's put our hands together. Well. You all put your hands together yourself. We can't really hear you on this, but our hands are kind of close together now. And let's talk to William, Desmond, and Dave. Electrical! Yay! Yay. Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks for having us here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having yeah. us. <laughs> Thank you give very much for... Do, give us something to do on this uh, midweek. <laughs> this, this is the hum day special. Yeah. Hum day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, I, I know you guys are uh, busy. You have a whole bunch of things to do as well. So let's, um, now that we have you, we're going to make you guys talk. Um, well, let's, let's talk. Let's start from the, the, the most recent thing that you guys have put out, um, Left of the Century, which came out a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Mm. Uh, um, well, let's talk about that. Why, why did you guys decide to, to do this uh, new EP, seemingly out of the blue? Well, I, I, it's not really out of the blue, like, I guess. It's something, <laughs> you know, we've been wanting to, we've been wanting to do something for a long time. And it's, just, it's more of a procrastination than anything else, I think. We, we knew we weren't done, even though we were on this hiatus. 
Uh, but um, yeah, but and we've had so many false starts where we, we you know, when we bump into each other at like social events or whenever any one of our kids is celebrating a birthday and we all happen to be around, we always tend at some point gather in one corner in the kitchen holding a beer and say, hey, how, how? When's the, next, when's the next thing? What are we going to do? Are we going to play a show? Are we going to record something? And we always start getting excited and we start making plans. And if, if on a good day, maybe we end up in the studio at Jam once. Uh, and then after, you know, we just disappear and nothing happens again. And this went on for like, what? Eight years? Ten eight years? Nine years? Nine years. <laughs> eight yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our last release was in 2008. Yeah. So, yeah, go figure. It's yeah, but it's, it was hard. It, it was hard to get everyone together to kind of to write music again after taking a break for so long. That's where we realized that this is one of those things that you really need momentum, you know. But uh, finally, I think finally after yeah after what ten years or so, it's like enough lah, you know. <laughs> Let's do something about it. Yeah, I think after our our shots. In, in National Day Parade and, and doing the what do you see and, and stuff we still continue to play some shows here and there like you know Music Matters uh, and like uh, what you call that some of student shows and rock the stuff and stuff uh, it just, but it's just like you know sporadic shows here and there and and during that time we have already uh, kind of like began writing new, new tunes and stuff which is like experimenting with new ways to uh, write music like for example like you know uh, let's pen down our ideas in, in demo form in garage band or anything and then send across each other through, through emails or Dropbox and then we kind of like uh, uh, tap it with more ideas from there and stuff like that we, we approach a different style in songwriting but then it's you know we all are old school in that sense that we need to really like you know hash things out sometimes in the, in the studio to like you know get the vibe of each other like, and jam the song over and over again kind of to get the vibe and stuff so I mean we, we took a new new approach that time because I think we, we were like playing and recording for like how many years from 2003 all the way to 2008 we, we were just quite tired and all and we were settling down with uh, with families and things like that so I guess we we want to experiment a new approach and then also to like you know take life a bit easier in that sense oh. then, and, 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 and like what Dave said that the procrastination also involved and we kind of like, you know, took another eight or nine, ten years to actually get this out. So, those songs that you heard from uh, Level of the Century, some of them were actually written like, you know, when we were teenagers, no lah. Actually, when we were... <laughs> they're, all, they're all, actually all of this, yeah, the Level of the Century songs, they're all old demos that we decided to oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. like, 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 yeah, because uh, like that said, I mean, we decided to you know, try and take things online you know, and, and demo stuff on the computer and try and you know, get, move with the times, right? And go digital. But it also kind of allowed us to get damn lazy because, you know, you do it on your own time on the computer and you yeah. send files back and forth. There's no immediacy, you know. It's not like what we used to do in the studio. We sit there and bring an idea to the table and then we're just like jamming it on the spot and something comes out of it, you know. So, yeah, so it took a lot longer. And I think because, yeah, our priorities changed after a while, settling down with kids and, you know, just kind of like getting back to life that we kind of neglected. Yeah, I mean, that kind of took a backseat. That's why it took so long, I think. I mean, let's talk about the... Can we, can we do a, a 
play by play with all the tracks on the album, uh, the EP. Uh, okay, well, the first single that you guys released from this one was uh, Fire in the Sky. Was was this when you guys were listening to Deep Purple? And, and <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, it's funny you say that because, because <laughs> when, I, when, I, when, I, when I shared that track with some friends to kind of like just sample it around and see what they thought about it, everyone made the Deep Purple reference. <laughs> I, and I never realized that until people started making that reference. It's so funny because I was like, Oh my god, you're right. It's it's like clear as day that there's a deep purple reference, but I didn't see it. But no, um not at all. It's completely unrelated. Uh it, it it's it's really spawned from the theme of the song, which is about being there for someone wanting to be there with being in love with someone enough to see the end of the world with them, you know. To want to see the end of days with them. That was the theme that was driving that song. Um and I thought Know, seeing seeing the fire in the sky is a is a nice metaphor for that. Um, it's got nothing to do with any of the plane crashes either during that period of time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Desmond. There's yeah, there's Des, yeah. actually brought that up. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. I think we we were actually going to play good vibes in Malaysia in in, in Malaysia. Then then I think that was a time where I think there was a the unfortunate accident mm. of, of the plane crashes and stuff like that. Then we were thinking, oh, should we actually play this new song that we have, that we have out on stage, kind of thing. Then and and, and we were just like discussing and just like you know pending over it. But uh, in the end, we, we got cancelled because of bad weather. Yeah. You know, so we didn't it, get to play that festival at all for good vibes. Yeah. So in the end, and we were got this like you know latent energy, those thought energy waiting to spring up because we practicing so much. So when we came back home back in Singapore, we we organized the rock in the stuff, the installation and stuff like that, and and right. just do it all, you know, that kind of thing. So, so I think that was one of our last few gigs. Some, I mean, before we like you know take life easy. <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah that track that track is um is an, it's another old one. It's it's one of those demos that one of those tracks that was written very shortly after. We took a hiatus, or even maybe still, but we were still towards the end of our gigging. Um, we were actually playing that song out a little bit. Um, it, it was yeah, it was just one of those demos that we came up with in the studio. It was centered around a riff that that um, Des came up with. You know, um, you hear the song with um, that was kind of the backbone around which we built that and it, it suddenly became it took a shape it, it, it took a very unlikely shape of an epic sounding song um, which was kind of befitting that's why I wanted to write lyrics about I wanted to write about something powerful um, uh, and then uh, yeah and you know being in love just does that to you also you know just tend to gravitate, gravitate towards, towards writing about love uh, and that was uh, kind of the combination of it between you know all of all of those those motivations, and came up with this kind of short but huge melodic anthemesque track called "Fire in the Sky." Yeah, you just I mean, I think... you just describe electrical song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think why this EP took so long. Also, I think it's the right timing to be released this year. I mean, like we said, this some of these songs were 
or were, were kind of like demoed back then. And it slowly evolved throughout the years. I mean, if you can hear Fire in the Sky back then, it was called Song song Something. We got some number to it. We used to just number new demos, right? <laughs> yeah, Song 3 or Song 4 or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. if yeah. you manage to catch some of these old performances on YouTube, the arrangement was so much more sparse and so much different than from what you hear right now. We, uh, we, we actually gig test the song before uh, yeah. the yeah. previous Bay Beats, yeah. which was... Yeah. What year was it? Two three one four one three. Yeah. Was it 2013, 2014? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. um it was still yeah, it was still very, very raw guitar based track. Um but as we had time to munch on it and uh we you know rehash it and start to bring it to life again, we we decided to want to add a little bit more synthy elements to it, I guess, to, to keep things a bit more contemporary. And then when we when it, when um, we handed it to John Congleton to mix, I think he really leveled, he really took it to another place because he added his own mojo to it, which is um, which was something that we didn't we gave him license to do. Um, and uh, when he when we came when he came back with the first mix, it was he took it completely somewhere else and it, 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 it was it sounded nothing like what we were used to. But at the same time, it was immediately great, you know, to our ears. And uh, which was which was very refreshing because we very, very seldom had the courage to let someone do that with our music before. You know, we always wanted to be there to kind of like sculpt it from the start to the end. But we've never like here take this and go do whatever you want with it and then come back and and, and us not like freak out you know it was yeah it, it, was, it was I think quite immediately it was like wow that's he did something nice with with this um, so it stuck yeah and what you hear now is um and and the, yeah the, the, the size of it and the epicness of it has got a lot to do with um what John John did on the mix for sure. Okay, well, what about the next track, which is Easy Come, Easy Go? Also another super old demo that we were sitting on. Um, easy Come, Easy Go was one of those that was just always gnawing at your heel to, to like, do something with me, you know, do something with me. Come on, come on. I remember this was written after a night of heavy drinking. <laughs> And um, and um, and we because we were we had shrunk down to our element our elements right our bass drum and guitar because before that we had the luxury of you know Daniel on guitar and Amanda on synth and you know we had a much broader sound in terms of instruments we could use live. Um, us being a three piece was kind of really something that. I wanted to try and play with and or play to our strengths at least or make that work for us. Um, so it was one of those tracks that I, I think I wanted it to be very bass-centric. Let, let, let the bass guitar really do all the talking, you know. So I remember coming home one day and I just felt inspired to write some music and I picked up the bass guitar and um, just, was just smacking around with it and came up with that, with that bass hook that you hear, which basically runs throughout the entire track. 
you know. And um, coming from my perspective as the guitar player, I also wanted to see if I could find ways to be minimal with my guitar playing to allow me to sing and not have to go crazy and sing at the same time. So same thing, I tried to approach it from something very, very minimal. And um, at the point of time, there was a there was a track called Golden Cage by Whitest Boy Alive. Um, and it had this really nice melodic arpeggio guitar on the top. And I decided to do something like that over the, the bass hook. And yeah, and, and that basically forms with the pattern that drives through the whole of uh, Easy Come, Easy Go. And when, once you had that pattern and that groove, I mean, the melodies just came straight away. It just, it just kind of like, it, it just, you know, whatever came out of my mouth was completely motivated by whatever those chords and patterns were making me feel in that moment. So that one kind of wrote itself once the pattern was done. Yeah, I think, we, I think that Easy Come, Easy Go is very much like a song that when they demo it, like what, like what he has said, with the guitars, with the bass, and the basic drum tracks and stuff, we, we kind of knew that that that's most likely it. There's no need to really edit so much of it because the bass hook, the guitar line, everything is just fit nicely. So when even when I was trying to play this bass line, it was like, oh, there's nothing much I can change. I just follow. That's it. You know, is that that's there's no need for me to so called like write anything. Yeah. And, yeah, and I just follow this this that this very very groovy line that that Dave just came. So. I just came up with that then and and I think it's one of the songs that we never really did much of an arrangement on. But I we, we did tune out, I mean tune a bit from this last from the previous versions, uh and make it less uh what you call that and make it more straightforward. Previous version was that some bridge and stuff going mm. on and stuff, which yeah. took it out and thought that uh, you don't need those parts, you know. Yeah. Just make it a very straightforward, like you know, easy, like you no know, strolling kind of song, contemplative that kind of thing and, and and uh and sounds very basic like like what like what Dave has said to our elements you know bass guitar drum it's great because it, it it leaves room for yeah it just leaves a lot of room for the the, the sound to just do its thing you know because previously we always used to like to like ram a whole ton of stuff into the song sometimes wall of soundish but this was uh yeah this was quite minimal and um, I think it allowed the I don't know. It's, it's just this is like bone marrow, like sucking on a tulang, you know, just like <laughs> a tulang. <laughs> this is a tulang song. Wow. Yeah, tulang song. That's an image. <laughs> it is, but you know what? There's for some strange reason, right? I know exactly what you mean by tulang song. Mm. It mm. is a tulang song. It is. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. It's one of those where it's just. Yeah. Just the bone, but it's still like, you know, yeah, yeah. choked to eat, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one, one that, uh, the one that I quite liked uh, as well is uh, the, the next track, which is the one. Ah, okay. Was yeah. it also an old one? Uh... No, no, no. Okay, so the one and uh, Influenza are, are tracks that we kind of wrote for this EP, or at least newer ones. Um, because, yeah, I think the, the only two demos from our old stash that we felt we wanted put out were Fire and Sky and Easy Come, Easy Go. Mm. The, one, the one is a track that kind of 
that one came about when I was messing around with GarageBand, mm. um, and and um, you know, and and using the guitar patches on GarageBand, and there was this one, there was this one patch that had this really nice, clean, chimey delay thing that reminded me of Fleetwood Mac. Little Lies or something. I can't remember what track it was, but I, I decided to just put a riff on that. Um, and yeah, and came out with that, that guitar hook that you hear that starts <clears throat> one. Um, and just use one of those built-in GarageBand drum loops as well to kind of create a groove. Um, and yeah, and, and straight away, I was kind of like transported to Fleetwood Mac World in my head. And I was thinking, hey, maybe let's just try and do something that that's, that was inspired by Fleetwood Mac, like my own version of a Fleetwood Mac song. Uh. So that's what it's about. And I think the melodies and the harmonies in there are my, my, my take on what that would sound like. Um, in terms of what it's about, I think that's still up for <laughs> discussion. But uh, isn't that the case for how music should be? <laughs> the one is a track that was kind of like, yeah, just kind of took me back to to late 80s, late night radio, you know, when you're driving. Mm, right. You know, the, the kind of music you hear back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which would be like things like Steely Dan or even like old Elton John. The good stuff. The good stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, since you mentioned Influenza as well, please tell me that was, that was not written in light of... No, it wasn't. You see, that's another coincidence right there. That was written actually during my... during a period of time where this whole social media influencer thing was getting out of hand. Uh, and, suddenly, and suddenly everyone was an influencer and people were getting very entitled because of that. And You know, there was that phase before they knew how to manage it properly. And everyone was an influencer, and everyone, and it was damn irritating. Remember that period of time? Um, Has it ended yet? No. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I don't know if it's ended, but I, I think it's kind of regulated itself yeah, to a yeah, place yeah. now where they're slightly more defined. Yeah. You know <laughs> what a real influencer is versus like everyone was an influencer last time. Yep. Um, yeah, but there was this was written during that period of time when, uh, when I felt it was like a virus, you know. I felt it was like, <laughs> wow. it was like a sickness, you know. Um, and then that's why it's, I coined the word influenza. There's a play on word of influencer as well. Uh, and yeah, this is it's kind of like a cosmic wake up call to to people who are buried in that culture, you know. Um, that, that's what this the song is about and uh, it was yeah it, it, it was I wanted to write a song that had, had a nice long chant at the end that we could hear we could see people singing at the end of a gig right um, um, and have a story behind it you know that I can set up set up before the the, the, the the song and then have people chant it at the end and have it mean something for everybody at the end of the song um, yeah that, that, that's what Influenza was about. You guys got together in 1996, that's 25 years ago. 
Kevin and I were just talking about our initial electric company moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> room full of blues. Yeah, water. Room full yeah, of blues. Room full yes. of blues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have to be room full of blues or boots. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That sounds feels like eons ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was that was that was quite a that was quite a quite a cafe slash gem place. Yeah, it was a fun yes. place. I think those were, were fun times or so. And then there were a lot of different type of gigs around to yep. play. For example, those midnight shows that we have played before for the yep. I think which I think festival or something like that and stuff. So mm. a lot of wide variety of shows to play and and so back then I guess. Yeah, the I think the all, the all these like genres were starting to different genres start to sprout out and all this is quite refreshing and things like that, and and I think it was a very much a, a very early stage of Singapore indie music in that sense I guess so uh, I I think we were looking up to actually to a lot of other bands like your Force Vomit and and mm. you know, back then Daniel's band Deponia and stuff like that. You know? mm. And of course, Op Fellows and you know, mm. and Watchmen and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's like whoa, this is like pretty fun time to be in with with all these things and stuff. But I think when we took I mean, during '96 back to like you know to, to our first album, we still took quite long to produce that album. We just only recorded like live takes and stuff. That is all the green room sessions and things like that. Yes. Yeah, we we never really like you know uh uh. uh Put our foot down to really record a full album until two zero zero four. Actually, so, we, we 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 tried also actually to record in the studio, but uh, we end up going to the army or something. I mean, we did we did demo <laughs> we did demo stuff like We did we did demo a lot of tracks, but um, yeah, I think it wasn't properly done. We were in yeah, I, I think we had. No, we uh, have that. Yeah, MD, the MD recorder, the four track yeah. MD recorder that we bought. Oh, wow. Then we record, yeah. yeah <laughs> and then, using mini disc. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, and yes. And then we, we record in William's room. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And his room, luckily, the one little mm. spot where he can squeeze his drum in and then we kind of like jam and record some stuff over there. So... Hey, but when you yeah, guys yeah. get room full of blues, right, were you talking about those those gigs where they opened up the middle studio mm. and then you could sit at the side? Yep. Were those the ones, those gigs that you were? Yeah, be, yeah, because Ray was working there at the time. Mm, and Ray right. was, was, Ray was playing drums for us back then. Yeah, yeah. So he just helped to set up gigs and stuff like that <laughs> back then. Yeah, that was fun because, yeah. I mean, that was fun because it was such a community, right? Yeah. You know, everyone goes watch the gigs, take turns, rotate on the stage. In between, you're having a beer and just chatting. I mean, I smoke outside, right? I think the community was such a good, such a such a missed part of yeah, what it is today. I think hanging out, yep. mass, you know, and all the different groups coming to see each other and socializing, you know, that that was really really, that was a really good part of it. I think. Yeah, it's basically hours on end, right? You just spend the yeah. the whole day there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first indie disco was in Moods also. <laughs> like, you know, at Moods, you, mm -hmm. that one behind the hotel, which is in Orchard. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scott, Scott, uh, Scott, 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 Scott. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. great. I mean, we were doing nothing but covers back then, you know? We yeah. Were doing a lot of Oasis covers. And Brit a lot of Oasis, covers, yeah. A lot of Britpop yeah. covers and all that. While everyone was, really, well, was cutting their own album already. Yeah. 
So it took us a long time to come. I remember the time we were recording at the big studio. We did. Brian. Yes, at Mastering Street. <laughs> Was it Mastering, Mastering Street? Street? Right. Oh, Mastering Street. Wow. I think we had I think we had a go at Form Studios as well. I think oh. after that the wow. economic crisis came in or something. Ah, uh, yeah. Not yeah. Not yeah. And then suddenly we stopped, and then halfway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But we were gigging. I, I remember that period of time we were gigging. We were gigging a lot, man. I think we were gigging like three or four times a week. You know, different shows in yeah. universities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember the we recorded like mine, I am free. That's two or three songs, right? I mm-hmm. Yeah, they I kind of lost the recording. Uh. <laughs> I have them. I have them. You still oh, have yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta hear again, uh, long yeah. time. Wow. Maybe we could rehash them and 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 bring them to life again. Yeah, you should. You should definitely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty one eight. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can maybe we can play it. Maybe it's I am free. I am free. Twenty twenty one. Looking at you. <laughs> maybe twenty twenty two. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more like twenty twenty two. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sad to say. Yeah. But yeah, good days, man. Those were good days. At that time, though, when when the album first came out, then you had that that first. I think I want you was the first was the first single, was it right? Yeah, and that went to number one. I mean, what were you guys thinking, or how do you guys feel when you you found out that that one went? I don't know. We were shocked. I guess we were damn shocked. <laughs> but um, but we were. Ex- I mean, super exhilarated, right? Because it took us. We felt like we were so late to the game. Everyone had come out with albums already. And, we had been sitting on these songs for such a long time that all we wanted to do was catch up, you know. So the fact that we, that we, that our first single actually charted and went the number one. I mean, it was, it was not expected, but yeah. What else to say? We were damn shocked, lah. <laughs> it's not expected. I mean, like back then, we really want to, like you know, have our songs that. That we've been brewing for the longest time to be yeah. on a CD or, a, you know, to be on a record or some and stuff, you know. And I think I remember one of our peers, uh, that we always playing it together, like showing closet. Mm-hmm. They had at least for their first debut was like released in late nineties or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. You know, or something, and it was a wonderful album. Then it's like, wow. This and and those guys were like did it very fast, very quick. Mm-hmm. Then it's like suddenly we are you like. In the army, doing things here and there, kind of stuff, yeah. trying to figure things out. Yeah. Then you know, then I guess that's when back in two o three, I think Dave, uh, uh, I mean, like was met up, bump into Daniel, in mm. a party or something, mm. and say, hey, let's do things together. No, he was <laughs> he was actually sitting. I was DJing at Soundbar, and then this 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 Daniel this so soon. Sits by himself. And I, said, I went up to him and spoke to him about whether he would want to, you know, kind of join us as we kind of come back together and put something out. Yeah, yeah. And he's, straight away he poked up, bought me a drink, and then the rest is history. Like. <laughs> yeah. But when, but yeah, but when I, I want you did his thing, yeah, it took us completely by surprise. And and uh, that, what was even more surprising is what came along with it because. You know, 
Singapore, things like that happen and it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. You know, but um, this time around, it was it was different. Suddenly, there were eyeballs and there was buzz and there was attention and there was... Um, things started happening more so than before. La. So, that was what took us surprised that took I think that's what surprised us surprised us more than the fact that our song topped the charts is the what came along with it this time around. I think timing was I think timing was right. The world the world got smaller, you know, people are the people are more connected so they know where we stand. Maybe they were looking for something um, something local to call their own, you know, to be proud of right. in this international landscape online. Yearning for... Yeah, put it on my, MySpace page also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. MySpace. <laughs> oh, actually, no, no, no. That's one another one. Audio load. <laughs> Audio yeah. load. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Those, I remember those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember our next single out of So Much More Inside, Runaway, was in Audio load. Wow. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, and 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 do you know that it's during the fifty six k BPS? Oh, dialogue, dialogue, modem, modem, and then the sound was also a bit like was sketchy, but then it's still listenable in some way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's when I think we started to like you know make use of internet. <laughs> but that, that's a great that's a great song, guys. That's a great song. Oh, you can see a bit of history on us. Uh, if you have you come across our documentary Show and Tell, is yeah. it on YouTube? I think it is on YouTube. It, right? I did, but it's a really low risk copy. <laughs> low risk copy. Yeah, now you can Len- just take a look at that. Uh, Leonard did the documentary. Okay. Yeah, Leonard. Leonard was actually, Leonard was very sweet. He was when we were recording the first <laughs> album. He took it upon himself already to kind of follow us around with the handy cam. And yeah, he he made and he made a really awesome little documentary on our journey from tracking the the first album, culminating, I think in our first baby's show, right, or our first main stage baby's baby's show or something. It is it's online. It's called Show and Tell. It's very nostalgic, but it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then we were terrorizing these tourists in the lift on our way down because we were drunk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 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 lots of fun stuff in there and uh, and, re- and real moments. So uh, I'll share with you the link after this. Guys are electrico. Oh. 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 <laughs> so ready? Let's do a yay, electrico. Good work. You did good. Well, ready? I want you guys to give me a yay, electrico. Ready? Okay, One, two, three. Yay! Speaking of, speaking of moments like that, I mean, what would you say, you know, in your storied career is your, are your most memorable moments or moments you would rather forget? One thing I can confirm with you is that it, the ride that we went on really did give us a lot of the opportunities to go and um, play the places that we've played, you know, and, 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 Play the audience. Play to the audience that we've managed to play um, in Taiwan and South South by Southwest, in front of the nation when we did the National Day song, 
um, touring in Australia, the States. I mean, those kind of things, um, money can't buy, la, you know. I guess it's the touring experience that we won't forget. Like, it's, it's something that is very, uh, uh, money can't buy, it's this kind of experiences that, you know, like, you won't be able to experience it uh, if you are just, like, you know, doing normal stuff and things like that. Some of them, some of those experiences are tough. Like, you know, we were, like, you know, carrying instruments, plugging it up, you know, fire, uh, fire staircase, fire escapes and things like that. And, and, and patching up, doing, doing the, doing the, the, the DIY way and stuff. Yeah. Just really be on the road, like, experience mm. it, you know. And, and it was, it was tiring, but it was fun. And it was yeah. very fresh for us. And we just like, whoa, this, so this is how it, it feels like in that sense. Carrying, like, you know, the, the drum set yeah we got like a, yeah. a rider the, the list of schedule to do and all that huh? right quite interesting yeah. no but you, I remember yeah but like what Des said it's not just good stuff there's also a lot of really um like I remember how nervous I was for when we were doing our first show in uh, Melbourne um and we were playing at the SP uh, the Esplanade yeah. the Esplanade uh, which is which is supposed to be a very reputable venue, right? And you don't just get to play at Esplanade. I mean, we can play at Esplanade. It's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. And that was our first stop out of Singapore. And the get and the band that played before us really was killing it, right? And we were. I was shitting my pants because it's like, how are we going to follow that, right? Because I did. I mean, and, and and that was those are the things I'm talking about that are intangibles experiencing. That, that kind of anxiety because you're in a situation that you would never otherwise be in and the stakes are so high, right? Um, and how we kind of forced ourselves to, to level up during our performance just so that we can match that, you know? And you, unless you were in that kind of a pressure situation, you would never push yourself that hard, you know? <laughs> And it's almost we had to kind of kind of like transform and be these new beasts, right? And and that was such an exhilarating experience to push yourself beyond where you thought you could. Right. And things like that, you know, those that that kind of stuff. And plus, you know, changing the, the fuse and the amp with a <laughs> with a with a piece of aluminium foil because nobody <laughs> has a spare fuse, you know, and and smelling piss in the bar that you're playing in and there's a lot of very visceral things like you know and, and Daniel's so soon breaking his leg in San Antonio mm, wow. because he, he was jumping and then he landed off and his knee dis- dislocated and fell off the stage and all of us continued playing because we didn't know he fell off the stage what <laughs> until one by one all the instruments started to to, to disappear and I turned around because one by one they started to notice that Daniel was missing, right? All we could see was his foot. <laughs> um, and then I, I eventually stopped and the William was still playing because his eyes were closed and he didn't know what was going on. Um, yeah, and, and how we had to cut the, that gig shot in San Antonio. This is before South by Southwest. Um, because Daniel fell off the stage and dislocated his knee and the waitress from the bar had to give him a couple of Vicodin and a couple of shots of whiskey and said, this, is, this ought to do it, you know, while we waited for the, 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 
ambulance to come and wheel him off. And when he was on the stretcher, leaving the, the venue, all the bands and all the crowd that were there were lining up <laughs> and giving him a high five as the wheel up. And he was high as a kite on that Vicodin and uh, tequila, right? Um, yeah, and then after here, yeah, but and we still made it to South by Southwest, and we still played South by Southwest with with Daniel and uh, with one leg in a cast, you know. Wow. Yeah, that's a real a high stool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and and there were dozens of other stories like that throughout our touring experiences, which are which are priceless and all. You know, there's no way you could ever kind of plan those things or experience those things without going on the adventure that we that we went on, like, You know. There, there is one kind of well-known story that circulated. Uh, I don't know whether you can confirm or not about this person who bought a C- your CD, mm. right, from yeah. HMV or Tao yeah. or whatever it is, and then wanting to return it. I was there. <laughs> discovering that it was a local album. Is that true? Yeah, I was there. That's where I wrote. We're not me in the USA. Right. Yeah, I was actually there because I was I was shopping for some records. And um, there was, there was yeah the, at the height of um, um at the height of uh, I, I think our first release, mm, right? Um, yeah, so it was playing HMV. They were supporting our release a lot, so they they, they did play it in the store. And you know how they play in the store, and then they put the CD there, mm. the cover there, and then you know if if you're curious, you you go and um find out about it. Uh, so I was I was flipping through records and the cashier was behind me and I heard and I heard someone uh, ask the, the the guy I was what is this what track is this oh you can find it there but there's electrical it's over there under E and he went to search for it and he brought it back he said this one yes it is oh yeah local band um, just just released this new the new album and he said ah oh, local oh, okay. <laughs> Going to put it back on the shelf. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know. So I was oh, like, man. I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. So I decided to channel my frustration uh, into when I'm in the USA, which was on Hip City. A true story then. That was <laughs> story. Okay, okay. It was a true story. It was shocking to me that it was yeah. happening mm. that blatantly. You know. Right. Or, or, or that people were really biased to the point where it's something I like and I don't buy it just because it's local. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think yeah. that's one of those things that yeah. you know, that <laughs> that we we've seen a lot. Uh, you know, even through talking to some of the other guys, uh, yeah. other people on, on this part yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, about this this thing where local music is always not seen as. To be a, I don't know, as good as I suppose, you know. Maybe maybe long time ago there was that stigma la. <laughs> I think I don't think it exists now, does it? I don't think it exists. Well, at least I not. I think right now it's improved, of course. And but yeah. I think I don't know about you guys, but I think it's only improved like ever so slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, you you are know, great 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 musicians like you know, Jenna Bones. Yeah. You know, uh, Jasmine Soko, yeah. Ben Kane and all, mm. which actually got very big followings yeah. uh, around and things like that. But back down to our local audiences, they are still, uh, I don't know, are they, 
they are still not that there yet in some ways. But finally, a lot of people out there uh, find this act uh, pretty awesome. It's just only our 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 own people you find it like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but, but in terms of the quality of the music, it's definitely a lot more international sounding now than it used to be for sure. You know what I mean? So there's no reason for that to, that kind of mentality to be as pervasive now, right? I mean, I mean, you would you would think so, lah. Yeah. You would think so, yeah. lah. But yeah. uh, I mean, after after witnessing all the 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 bullshit that our Olympians go through. I don't know, man. <laughs> that is true. That's true. We we are a first world nation with third world people. I'll tell you, <laughs> our mentalities. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. We just got to keep trying, and I I think I think that was part of our motivation back then. Also, was to kind of push that boundary and change that stigma. Also, you know. Uh, of course, the you know. When you guys were doing We Satellites and all that, um, you, you, the band had a quite a big shakeup. I mean, two mm-hmm. uh, two fifths of the of the band had left. Yeah, um, was that was during the recording of the album? Was and was that? I think We Satellites. I think uh, Amanda was still around. Yeah, and Amanda was still around for that. Yes. Yeah, I think Amanda left during after We Satellites, like during uh. What do you see? I think, yeah. Mm. So mm. there's only three of us on stage during National Day. Yeah. I mean, what what was what is that like? All of a sudden, you know, because for for a lot of people, I think a lot of fans who I mean, they they recognize you guys as this five piece band, mm. you know, with Dan and Amanda yeah. uh, in the lineup. All that was that a how how big, but well, how big of a shakeup was that for you, for you guys as well? We need to grow more arms to play keyboard and stuff. <laughs> I think it was part of our process, lah. You know, it was. Yeah. I think a, a lot of us. I'm, I'm just going to speak for myself. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I had still a lot of growing up to do. I think, in a, as a band, also we had a lot of growing up to do. We were phases in our life where I don't think any of us were particularly grounded yet, and 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 for something uh, as intense. Um, like being in a band um, that, that's getting some kind of success, right? To happen to you during a period where or, or when you're kind of still formative, right? Sometimes, I don't know, it, it, it can, yeah, it can shake you, you know, and, and, and can kind of like maybe consume you a little bit more than it should. And then things become very cerebral. Instead of it just being an experience that you go with the flow with, it becomes something that you think about too much. You know, you, you, the experience is, it, it, yeah, it becomes it becomes a little bit too intense. I think, mm. you know, and and for, and it can affect people accordingly. You know, because um, it's 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 all about relationships and 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 very tight knit relationships and experiences that you're going through together. Um, and yeah, you know, it, 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 it did get quite intense for some people. Um, and I, and I think that, um, it, what happened was a product of, um, yeah, just, you know, a natural reaction to what was going on and how we were reacting to everything that was, uh, we had to experience together as a band. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, we, your, your output rate at the time was quite 
definitely a lot more than what other people are putting out. Like one <laughs> yeah. album every yeah. two years or something. Yeah, exactly. Plus doing all those shows in between. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was, it was intense. Like I said, I mean, it was, it was such a, it was such an intense experience because of the amount of, of uh, attention that we were getting and the amount of shows we were doing and the schedule that we were kind of keeping. I mean, looking back, I would have definitely wanted to take my time a lot more to do stuff. But at the time also, I mean, none of us had, had experienced this before, right? This is the first time we're doing it. So we, we didn't know any better. We thought maybe that was the pace we were supposed to, you know, to to have. You know, we didn't know any better. We were just kind of assuming that we need to keep momentum, um, you know, um, and we were so invested in it. You know, music is a passionate thing, and when you when you get when you get so invested with it, it affects you a lot. Every little thing affects you a lot. You know, at least, at least for me, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist, and when it's something I'm very passionate. About, I tend to go 150% in, you know, so it was, it became very, it became very too cerebral for me, I think, because it happened so, it was happening so quickly that I didn't take the time to really just enjoy it, to, mm-hmm. you know, to experience it and embrace the moments and even though there were a ton of amazing moments. I think you can sense some of that what you call that change and intensity in the last album we started like yeah. into a yeah. listen to the shift in sound yeah. on mm. like you know uh instead of being like straightforward rock and roll kind of stuff we introduced very uh more uh contemporary or modern kind of arrangement with like you know uh uh strange time signatures you know, yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 and, and the very type of uh, different guitar sound, and and even my bass, I, I kind of like got into a more like you know, a growly type of bass, which I I really love and things like that. You know, we kind of change. I mean, like, do, I mean, like the phases kind of changed back then. Really, it became more. I mean, like, it has great times. It can sound. It can make you feel like that the album can sense that we are like, ah. Oh, we are at the at the finishing line in some ways, you know, the kind of thing. Let's do it, you know. <laughs> you know. So so maybe that's why we took another like you know, this nine, ten years to like, you know, uh release left of a century. It, may, it might be a subconscious thing. I think it's exactly why we took so long. Because I <laughs> yeah. think because yeah, it was it was it was a very intense time, I think. Mm. You know, we we got so much inside our heads. It was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, how do we do it better? You know, how, you know, it just becomes very cerebral. You know, you're not really experiencing it as much anymore as opposed to thinking about it more. Um, So, yeah, I mean, so I think when, when we decided to take the hiatus, it was a good thing. It was a breath of fresh air. I think it was the air that we needed to come up for, you know. It's kind of like, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah we, we needed to come up like, for the air, lah. We needed yeah, to Yeah, we're swimming 500 meters without, like, no coming up for air. Without, you know? Yeah, it, it felt like you're just swimming without breathing, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And the hiatus was that final. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, uh, so, yeah. 
you did that. I mean, even before you put out this Left of the Century, you, you went to revisit some older, or not older, but maybe the deep cuts from your albums. Uh, and you put out a B-Sides live. Mm. That was recorded uh, live? Yes. That was recorded live yeah. at, the, at the Patsapanja Power Station um, with, uh, with a whole bunch of really talented musicians that we were fortunate to bring on board to help bring those old songs to life. I mean... Um, yeah. We also... We, we, we purposely chose those songs that aren't the, the, your regular songs that we played on in gigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we chose those like, you know, you won't really hear on the radio or people won't really choose it. But still, we felt that, but we felt that those songs still have potential, uh, has great potential to be like, you know, uh, uh, with, with, good, with a good arrangement to, to, to showcase to everybody, you know, like something, something unique, to create something unique out of it. So for for example, songs like you know favorite Angst machines from the first album, it was, I mean, one of our favorite songs to play. I mean, it's also one of the first songs that we wrote back in the '90s stuff. But with this like with 2021, it you know, <laughs> with like you know certain arrangement and things that make it more like you know, uh, contemplative and, and more more of this type of mood and so right now. Strings la, basically. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but it was twelve years. It was twelve years. It had been twelve years since anything. So this will be the first thing. I mean, it was. I'm mean, the whole point of this release was to kind of like create some buzz, um, and wake people up to the fact that we are around again and we're going to have a new release, right? To warm people up to to left of the century eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, this this besides. Live was uh was I, I think something that we wanted to we thought was a good way to kind of warm people up again, without having to come up with new content to do it, uh, without writing new songs, and uh, we've always felt there were there were songs that we that we really liked that we wish had more that had seen the time of day lah you know that we could have shared with people and we thought this was a perfect opportunity to kind of do that, you know we picked some of the some of the older songs that we really like and we feel that we would have wanted to present to the audiences if we had to do it all over again, right? Uh, and yeah, we settled on these four songs. Um, and since we had the venue, and, you know, it, was, it just seemed like automatically, yeah, you know, let's get some strings, let's get an orchestra in, yeah. let's do something with these tracks and uh yeah and it's, it's great that our manage our, our management team uh they, they they got this venue which they are managing also to right. like you know Pasabajan power station which is a great place for all this kind of show it look AG. I mean like electrical in power station come on man <laughs> <laughs> it's a no-brainer yeah tells yeah. itself yeah, yeah. 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 So, so yeah I mean like then we got great the photo shoot settle everything yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got great production partners for show company and Urbanex and all who, like, you know, mm. uh, uh, you know, went all the way, went out of their way to like, help us with this and things like that, you know. That's true. And of course, our management to and, and pull this thing off within a short period of time is is part of a, a kind of like content strategy in some ways to have. I mean, we know we, we're gonna release Left of the Century, but we know that we're gonna have something to kind of like you know, uh, uh, uh to help, uh. 
propel this release in that sense. So why not revisit some of these old songs and stuff? So it is part of it's part of their strategy in some ways. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's 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 how we came about with all these releases in twenty twenty one. For the B sides, and that was probably the first time we properly jammed with intention in ten years, right? We were reminded about how much we loved doing it. Um, and the fact that we, we wanted to play again and wanted to release again after so many years. This just shows that it's something that we're never done with, lie, you know. No matter how many times we said that, you know, we're tired, we're gonna take a break. There's never once been a time that followed after that where we got itchy and texted each other, hey, you all wanna do something new, or you wanna write some music. Um, you know, I don't think we'll ever be done. For sure. Uh, and what capacity, who knows? You know, it might... I mean, even left of the century was a very casual effort on our part, just in terms of, you know, taking our time to do it, not stressing about it, and, and, and it being very casual. But in terms of uh, making music, I think we're probably not... I don't see it stopping. Um, what capacity we continue as a band, who knows, right? But we just got booked to play Baby Eats, so that's great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think as long as we're able, we'll probably do it, but we, we'll probably do it on our own terms. Uh. Yeah. I'm not chasing, not chasing any dreams anymore. <laughs> I mean, to be able to do it right now is kind of like a dream, you know, somehow. Oh, no, it's true. I mean, the fact, the fact, yeah. the fact that we are really pushing yes. we, we're late forties already, and we're still doing it. Hey, late forty, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah late forty. <laughs> remember that somewhere. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so long ago, I can't, I can't, I can't think back that far. Yeah. You still look it. Come on, you still look it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, be like you know, is it so? That that show will be the first show that you guys will be doing. Is is that it, or are there other? That will be our first show. I think okay. that will be our first show. Okay. I mean, we we hope that this this pandemic thing will ease up with the regulations for shows will ease up even more and stuff. I mean, we really want to do a like a more proper proper show, like you know, three hours. We were chatting. We were chatting recently, and then we had a. Yeah. I had posted what our the dream set list would be and it looked like it was going to be like three hours plus long. Yeah. I think it was what, 30 songs or three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. 30 songs? Really long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to do a proper show, right? You know, really like, you know, with proper lights, with proper visuals, proper like, you know, musicians helping us out with to, to, to get a sound that we want live and things like that. And we really want to come to an extent, huh? And bring the orchestra back as well. <laughs> yeah, orchestra back and all. And we, I mean, hopefully that is where the time where people can come to the front of a stage and, and sing together. You're right now, you cannot <laughs> sing during live concerts and stuff like that, you know. Mm. It, it, it's pretty thorough to go to concerts right now as, a, as an audience. You just need to sit over there and cross your arms. And we are rock men, come on guys. <laughs> and, and, and if you get guys doing like, hey, you know what kind of stuff that yeah. and say, hey. Even this baby, it's one that's coming up. We're like, how? Uh, we, we can't get them to. Mm. We can't really engage them or get them to interact, right? Because they're not allowed to sing. They're not allowed to 
scream. They're not allowed to... Right. It's like... Someone, you I don't know. Finish your song and then what? They're supposed to do this. <laughs> or like, yeah. Cannot no. cut too hard because Can the sound wave will look at how the virus somewhere else. You know? Wow. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of regulations and stuff. And I, like, but I mean, like, uh, and we hope that we, if we can, if we are able to do our own show proper, proper things will be better and, 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 and uh, audiences will have a better experience in, in, in enjoying live shows and stuff. You know, so, I, just, yeah, I mean, like, we won't. We 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 hope that will happen. I just I just shared the the set list. Bro, that is like <laughs> you need to say Red Bull kind of set list, you know. <laughs> These are all the songs we want to play. One, Holy two, shit! Three, five, yeah, that's a three-hour show, all right? Yep. Yeah. 13, 14, 15, wow. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. That's a lot of songs. <laughs> That's a lot of songs. <laughs> Anyone, it's, it's three cans of Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but why not? Like, you can do do la. Yeah, la, can do do la. That's why we're thinking we want to do one blowout uh, one, right? Exactly. Why not, right? Why yeah. Not? Yeah. 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 Right. We have, to do a, we have to take a blood transfusion break after the song, <laughs> and then we carry yeah. on. <laughs> Who was it? Who was the guy who had to do that last time as well, right? I don't know. Was it Michael um, Jackson? Oh my, I don't know. Oh, someone had a blood transfusion on stage? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> these, these singers had to go and like take oxygen breaks. Yeah. Uh, I won't be surprised. Like, I, yeah, I, I think it was Tom, uh, not Tom Jones, but somebody else. But, yeah. Celine yeah. Dion. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> it might be Axel Rose. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it wasn't oxygen. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. For sure, for sure. You'll have yeah. to add a little something, something in there. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So is, is, is this EP it for now for recorded music or are you guys playing to studio yourself? Go back into the studio again. Well, like I said, dude, I mean, there's always, we, we always have chitter chatter, you know, even, mm. even before Left of the Century came out, we were we were already kind of like sharing our, some old demos again that were kind of getting got, got, got us excited as well you know as, as, as tracks that we would would love to explore one day as well um but for the so i don't think this is going to be it I, I i would say that we still have a desire to kind of put out stuff along the way I mean, now that we're kind of on Spotify or on streaming services, you know, you don't, we don't have to do albums anymore anyway. You know, who does albums? You just can just do a song here, a song there. It's all about singles nowadays. And, and, and you can do it on your own time. If you're feeling it, you know, put something together and just put it up there. And, and, I, and I, th I think that suits us very well right now. But... I just want to say thanks, guys, for taking time out to, to no do worries. this, yeah, uh, you know, and to be on this pod. That's what it's great what you're doing, for sure. And this is just the surface, man. You know, I'm sure everyone has, has so much, so much to say and so much to, sh so much, so many stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely is be a, a rabbit hole. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we just need to see how far it goes. No, it's, it's good that you guys are starting to dig. <laughs> <laughs> Have us back again, dude. Have us back again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah, for, sure. Too, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you. So th thanks anyway. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Des. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, thanks guys. for coming on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. And good luck with your prep for the, the coming gig. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah. Bye. See you guys, man. Bye. All take right. care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 bye, guys. Take care. Yep, and that was yet another very interesting conversation with some of the people uh, from our Singapore music scene. You'll get all of that and more on the Lion City Rock podcast. So if you like that one, please, uh, well, you know, share to share with all your friends, uh, follow us, subscribe on all the different uh, channels and platforms where you get your podcast. Comment, comment, yeah. feedback. Yes, please, feedback, please, yes. please drop us, drop us feedback. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you want. Uh, do the feedback uh, you can also do it on Facebook with the Fast Colors mm, page Fast Colors, yes. um, that's where we, we hang out that's F-A-S-T-C-O-L-O-R-S yep. we're not doing nothing else <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but but drop drop feedback there we're on Reddit so look for us on Reddit Lion City Rock yeah anything else Kevin? no I that think you wanna... uh, that's about it or just the promise of more to come yep yep so with that we're just gonna Say goodbye. Ciao.